Happy Sunday, Tampa Bay. We're with you for another week to talk about the Tampa Bay real estate market here on the Duncan Duo Show. I'm Andrew Duncan, joined by Mike Corrigan with Cross Country Mortgage. When we aren't on air, make sure to follow us on all of our social channels. We are at the Duncan Duo, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Snapchat, pretty much everywhere. It's not hard to find us constantly putting out good content for you. So um, make sure to follow us and subscribe on all of our social channels again at the Duncan duo. So Mike, uh, we had a radio legend this week uh, decide to retire. Ron Diaz from 620 WDAE has been on multiple radio stations in Tampa Bay for decades. And um, he decided to, uh, to retire this week. And, and uh, you know, it's interesting because I've been endorsed by him as long as I've been doing the show. And I remember when I first got to the point of, of getting comfortable with doing my own show, I, I would listen to talk radio a lot because I, I wanted to just get ideas and tips of, of how they proceed, how they make it conversational. Because the one challenge that I had was, you know, the very first week I did the show, I printed out like all of this stuff. And I, it was like I was reading from a script <laughs> and I knew it wasn't going to work. So, you know, Ron was one of those people that I kind of sought out, you know, to, to help mentor me a little bit. And, and, you know, I've gone on his and Ian's show a bunch. I was on uh, their show this week on the day that Ron announced his, um, his retirement, but, but a legend for Tampa Bay talk radio. Um, You know, he's been around for so long. He's, he's created such a great following and Ian, uh, I'm sure is going to get a great co-host with him to, to fill Ron's shoes and uh, glad to have a relationship with both of them, but uh, but pretty cool to see uh, to have such a great relationship with Ron over the years, and and to, yeah, to have learned cool. from to have learned from him too, and and um, so you know he's going to ride off into the sunset, enjoy uh, enjoy his retirement. He's probably going to still lift a lot of weights. He's probably <laughs> still going to do some fishing, and I would imagine we'll hear from him from time to time. But uh, we we actually just sold uh, his condo in Hyde Park this week, so um, you know we had uh, we'd communicated over the years and it just got to the point where it was time and it, it literally closed like the day before he made the announcement so i was like well this is this is good timing you know you yeah. get a little extra money for your nest egg you know yeah, so well, it was certainly wish him the best yeah yeah no question you know and and i think the the cool thing about um you know radio in tampa and one of the things that i've learned it, it's it really is kind of like a fraternity even though we do a show on sunday we advertise on a lot of the stations so when we meet people that work for the radio stations um the, there's just kind of an extra bond uh, associated with that so it's pretty cool to see someone like ron get to the point where um where it's time for him to uh you know to ride off into the sunset so he's he's just been a great um, you know, relationship for us, endorser, client, friend, you name it. And uh, I just wanted to give a little homage to him today and uh, wish him, uh, wish him the best. So, and, you know, speaking of wishing the best, uh, obviously uh, Tampa, the Tampa real estate market is one of the best in the country. For sure. Uh, has been for quite a while. And, and there were a couple of things that came out this week that talk about uh, how well Tampa is performing and predict the uh, 20, 21 real estate market. One of the first indicators that came out that I saw this week that um, that I think prepares Tampa for another really successful real estate market in 2021 was we were the number eight uh, market in the country for new home sales. Um, and and 
with a lack of inventory problem, the fact that Tampa Bay still does have land compared to some of these other larger metros that, that don't, uh, puts us in a really good position to attract more people to move here. Uh, new construction, I think, is going to continue being a strong part of our market. And and I think the biggest key to that is, um, you know, affordability, you know, low interest rates, uh, lower costs for new construction. But but the fact that we're one of the top markets in the country tells you that builders are going to keep focusing on creating inventory in Tampa Bay. Yeah, absolutely. It's just uh, all the signs keep pointing to it. It's uh, I feel like, we, you know, We've been somewhat of a broken record talking about how robust it's been, but you know the the data keeps coming out and and the people in the forecasting are coming out, you know, matching what we've been talking about for months now. Um, and um, you know, as good as 2020 was for real estate in Tampa Bay, um, I am so excited to see what 2021 uh, has in store because um, I think it's gonna it's gonna be something very special. I, th- I think it's going to be better, uh, frankly. Yeah. I mean, when, when you look at, um, you know, the recovery uh, yeah. from COVID, more people getting employment, more people uh, being financially secure enough to be able to retire and move, more businesses realizing that their 2020s were better than they thought they were going to be when they had to send people work from home. So some of those people that, that live in the Northeast or the Midwest can, you know, can kind of green light their move to Florida. So I think, again, we're going to continue to see a really strong uh, real estate market in 2021 for Tampa. So if you're someone that's been sitting on the fence about buying a home, uh, definitely, um, you know, not a good idea to wait for a couple of reasons. One of the um, leading market research companies came out this week and said that they expect a 7.5% increase in prices in Tampa and an 8.7% growth in the number of sales. So unless we create more inventory, that's 8.7% more buyers than we have right now. We already have too many. Uh, and then a 7.5% increase in prices uh, with a potential, you know, maybe uptick in mortgage rates. Uh, waiting is going to cost someone a lot of money. Yeah, absolutely. It is. And you know what, there's a lot of people, um, you know, we're seeing, you know, there's been uh, demand has been robust all year long, but starting to hear from people that be, maybe before some of the people that have been sitting on the fence because they were concerned about the uncertainty with COVID and they didn't want to go into their nest egg, even if they had the funds and resources and whatnot. And so now as we get closer to, you know, a virus or a vaccine is going to be here and it's going to start being distributed. And once people have a little bit more certainty in the market, I think you're going to see a big uptick in demand go even higher as much as it's been there. I think it's going to get even greater because people you kind of there's we can see the light at the end of the tunnel um, before it was completely black. And now it's it, we can at least see it. And every day that goes by, I think more and more people are going to jump off the fence. And guess what? They're moving to Tampa Bay. Yeah, no question about it. And, you know, we've got uh, winning sports teams. We've got an NBA yeah. team now. Are you kidding right. me? Like, I mean, this is just awesome. <laughs> yeah, so we've got we got winning sports teams. We've got you know, really affordable prices compared to other parts of the country, a great climate. And, and fortunately, um, you know, a, a not lockdown situation. And, and while some people may disagree and think we need to, there are plenty of people that, that, um, that are giving us feedback as they move here, that that's one of the reasons they're moving to Florida is because they feel like, um, you know, some of the other parts of the country have gone a little bit, but, you know, above and beyond what was needed, um, in terms of some of the lockdown measures. So we're getting Tampa Bay and Florida is just going to keep on growing, keep doing well. And and not just well uh, from a standpoint of historically for Tampa, but well compared to other markets in the country. When you compare Tampa, St. Pete, Clearwater's MSA for growth in sales, as well as increase in prices, 
uh, we're a couple, two or three percentage points above, you know, market norms. So again, you know, if, if you're a buyer thinking about buying, um, not only is there the risk, right, Mike, that interest rates are going to, you know, move up a little bit, um, but, but prices get more expensive, but, but interest rates just as crucial. If, if they go up, in addition to prices continuing to rise in Tampa Bay, waiting, you know, I, I heard someone say the other day they, they had 10% down and they wanted to wait until they got to 20% down. And the reality is, is by the time they get to 20% down, they're going to have lost that 10% in an increase in price and an increase in rate. Yeah, absolutely. And with we've talked about it before, but with mortgage insurance being as inexpensive as it is now, even if you do have to get PMI, it still makes sense to to not wait um, and to get you know that there. And and while we don't expect interest rates to um, you know, jump up, they're not going to be five percent next year or anything else like no, that. They, no, we're they talking always, like a, a slight, you know, right. some, some ebbs and flows, just normal stuff. But yes. but but again, but they, you, you you see that. Right. And, and, and they can bounce around and they're going to. It's, ne- it's never in a straight line up or a straight line down. Um, it's going to be there and it's all going to depend on the timing that you're getting. And everything else, all the indicators, everything that we're talking about says that you're thinking about doing it. The sooner, the better. Um, you should be doing it now um, and gain some of that appreciation by buying the house now rather than, um, you know, paying more for it, you know, six months from now or, or, or you know, a year from now. And if you're considering selling your home, there probably hasn't been a better time to sell your home than right oh now. Yes. Uh, you know, the demand is off the charts. We're getting cash offers above asking price, uh, quick closings or or slow closings. You know, some sellers are hesitant to put their home on the market because they're afraid they won't find a house to buy after they sell it. So, you know, what we're telling people is, look, if you get a bidding war situation because the market's so hot, you're in complete control. We can tell the buyer, hey, look, we're going to close you know, when we find another house, we can put a contingency in there. So if you're afraid of selling your home uh, because you won't find something to buy, there, there are solutions for that. There, there's more inventory coming on the market. I think a lot of home sellers were hesitant to sell during the spring and summer because they were afraid of a second wave. They were afraid of, you know, economic challenges, of course, a hurricane, a storm, those things are past, you know, and, and, and not only do we have increasing population, but we have a, a recovering economy, a vaccine on the way, all these things pointing towards really positive signs for both the country, the economy, and Tampa Bay. So if you've if you've been waiting to sell your home, now's the time. Because like we talked about, if prices do go up more and interest rates bump up a little bit, affordability starts to get hurt. So what ends up happening is the buyer pool for your house gets shrunk. The number of people that can now afford it when it goes up 7% in the next year and maybe interest rates go up maybe a quarter point or something, that shrinks pretty dramatically. So those two things aligning with each other with with low interest rates um, and and a really healthy market – you know, our, our prime time for people to sell their home. And, and I can't tell you how many people that I spoke to a decade ago, uh, or it was more than a decade ago now that I think about it, when when the run-up was happening and they kept, wait, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait, I'm going to time the market. They're going to become a real estate expert, even though they, they've not analyzed the data, they're not prepared, and then they missed it. And then they, they, they went to foreclosure. They lost all their equity because they got greedy. If you're a home seller and you're in an equity position and you've been thinking about selling it, man, there are people that get paid hundreds of millions of dollars that can't predict the market properly. If you have equity, you should put your house on the market and take it. Yes, absolutely. So again, you're listening to the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show here on 970 WFLA News. We've been talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market and, and impact 
that uh, things happening around the country are are having on it, um, you know, and 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 how it's actually helping our real estate market, which you know we certainly don't uh, we're not celebrating profiting from a pandemic, um, you know, but. The reality is that it's driving more people here. It's driving more spending. Um, there, there are a lot of good things that are happening in the Tampa Bay real estate market. We expect that's going to continue in 2021. So we're going to be back after a quick break, continuing our conversation about the Tampa Bay real estate market here on the Duncan Duo Show. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo Show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market. We got some exciting news this week uh, from Fannie Mae. Uh, as well as FHA about loan limits for 2021 that, that go into effect. And, and I think the key here is when they talk about increasing loan limits, what it basically does, it gives uh, it gives people more uh, opportunity to go higher on price. Um, it, it allows people to buy homes with maybe a lower down payment, which broadens the home buying uh, audience. It, it creates a larger buyer pool when you give people more options. So uh, Fannie Mae came out and said that they're increasing their conventional loan limits to 548,000 and change. FHA came out and said that they're doing theirs at 356, uh, 356,000 and change. So Mike, these increased loan limits uh, will, will continue to fuel all the things that are happening right now with Tampa Bay real estate. It'll continue to fuel that and probably increase that. You know, when, when they were in the fours, you had that luxury cap that, you know, would be you know, a luxury, you know, home in Tampa Bay, you think was five because you couldn't get conventional uh, much higher than that. Now that's starting to stretch to six or seven because people right. are putting 20% down. Yeah. So one of the things, first of all, it is a great sign when they do raise them um, that it, it just goes and supports everything that we've seen around the country of price appreciation. They would, if they didn't think appreciation was going to continue and whatnot, the loan limits wouldn't raise. But yeah, with Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac coming out at 548, 250 for a single family home, um, in standard areas around the United States. That means if you're putting 20% down, um, it means you can buy a $685,000 house with 20% down and still fall within the conventional limits. And it wasn't uh, very long ago that if you were buying a $685,000 home, um, we were talking that that was the jumbo market and everything right. else. And now you'll be able to do that as in your conventional um, loan limits. And then for FHA at 356362, um, you know, don't ask me how they figured they came up with the 360. <laughs> yeah, there's always, yeah, they, I'm sure there's some sort of algorithm. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but they did. But so that's a loan limit. And normally with FHA, if you're putting the minimum three and a half percent down, it means you can buy a house just under 370,000, 369,287, um, to be exact, that you can buy. So almost a $370,000 house on an FHA loan. Um, with, you know, that has all the benefits of FHA being an in, insured, you know, you don't have to have as high of credit scores. You can have a higher debt to income ratio, all the things that, that FHA provides. Um, it really is going to open up the marketplace to a lot of buyers that are out there. And, um, you know, for conventional loans for Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, we're accepting locks today. Um, we can do that. We can accept and we can lock you in at the higher loan limit today. Um, we just have to get it to um, Fannie Mae after January 4th. Um, FHA um, goes based on when we pull the, the case number, meaning the application is taken. So that does need to wait till January before we can do that. Um, but if somebody is in that position out there, if you are out there and you're in that price range of a conventional loan and you're waiting um, for the new limits to take place the first year, you don't need to wait. Um, you can call us today and, and we can get you locked in and, and you know secured at the new higher limits. 
One thing that I'll, that I'll say that I think uh, matters hyper-locally to Tampa Bay and maybe not so every, everywhere else, but when you, when you look at those loan limits, w- what I would see in the data the last few years was r- slightly above that loan limit and maybe a couple hundred thousand dollars above what a, what a home could be purchased for. Call it um, you know, 700, 600, 500. Um, those markets were soft because you had fewer opportunities to finance them. It, it, it would cause some challenges. And by bumping that up, it realistically does and, and will push the average sale price in Tampa Bay higher, uh, you know, j- just by, you know, the nature of them moving those numbers up because there are people that would have to get jumbo or have, you know, perfect credit to be able to buy a $650,000 house. And now you can start to get some of those, um, you know, those lower down payment loan options, even as you stretch into homes that I think in Tampa Bay, we consider, um, you know, we consider luxury homes. So, so a huge impact that it's going to have for us. And, and I think it's going to cause some of those price points slightly, you know, in the past few years, slightly above that uh, Fannie loan limit, it's going to, it's going to, you know, reap rewards in that price range pretty effectively because it'll, 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 increase the buyer pool for those homes. So no question about it, you know, increased loan limits for Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are going to be a major player. And again, you have all these things aligning. Um, and, and, you know, what we're going to talk about next is, you know, when you, when you, when you start pushing these envelopes and you say, oh, interest rates are down and we're going to help more people qualify, you have the skeptics and the cynics out there that say, oh, well, you know, a decade ago or, you know, 12 years ago, the market crashed because of all this stuff. And and it's not the same. And we're going to talk no. about why it's not the same, why you don't have to be afraid that the market's going to crash because of some of these changes, um, you know, after a quick break uh, here on the Duncan Duo Show. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo Show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market uh, with Mike Corrigan from Cross Country Mortgage. I'm Andrew Duncan. And so you know, we were talking in the last segment about um, the Fannie Mae and FHA loan limits going up. And, you know, there are cynics and skeptics on social media because, you know, they, you know, that's what a lot of them do. Um, that, that think that this is going to cause the market to crash that, yes. Hey, we're going to, we're going to make this, we're making it easier. We're making it more affordable. And now we're going to try and make everybody a home buyer and it's going to cause the market to crash. But Mike, let's talk about why that won't happen. First off, it's not going to happen in Tampa Bay because of all the things I talked about in the first segment, you know, very affordable target market for people to move here. Um, great local economy. Uh, you know, all of these things are pointing towards Tampa Bay, good sports teams, people moving here, people retiring here. You know, our Florida real estate market is on great ground. There, There is nothing happening anytime soon in lieu of knock on wood, you know, natural catastrophe, disaster, something like that. There's nothing that's happening with mortgages that's going to trickle down and cause some sort of meltdown because how people have to qualify now, Mike. It, it isn't the same liar loans and no doc loans. All that stuff's gone. People still have to be able to prove they can buy the house. Absolutely. You do have to prove your income and you have to mark it down there and it's going to be there. And, you know, frankly, to break this down and make it e- easy for everybody to understand and why it's not going to be a bubble is you really got to look back at what is happening to wages across the nation. And so with wages growing that they are, if you figure that, you know, you don't want, if conservatively, you want your your house to be um, 25% of your wages of your gross monthly income or a 25% what we call a debt to income ratio. So that means you can borrow up to four times um, what what it is in the increase of wages. And so 
with house prices rising seven or eight percent is is the estimate for next year. Well, wages have been rising three and a half to four percent. So houses would have to be up greater than five times that or four times that above, um, you know, seven to make it unaffordable percent to make it unaffordable. Right. So it just all lines up there. And so the way there's wage growth is supporting all of this. And that really makes it so that there isn't going to be a bubble as it continues to increase and prices go up. And especially in Tampa Bay and in yes. Florida in general, we have a population growth. We've got Absolutely. all these things bringing people here. Now, when we talk about real estate, I always I always like to explain to people that real estate is is hyper local. Okay, yes. so we may benefit from a market crash in another part of the country. Okay, so for example, and, and not really a market crash because I just don't see a market crash happening because of how strong the foundations are for the economy. In lieu of, like I said, a natural disaster, um, you know, our economy is in good shape. Interest rates are low. Uh, population growth is there. Like you said, job growth. We we took the worst part of COVID already and are, and are, and are moving through it. And now, you know, vaccine on the horizon. The stock market's recovered. A, a lot of good things on the horizon for the economy. But the thing that, that I want people to pay attention to is what happens in Tampa Bay isn't the same as what happens in New York City or Los Angeles or Seattle. Okay, So if, if New York's real estate market is, is having problems, that does not translate. In fact, quite the opposite. In some of those larger cities where you have high state income taxes, you've got um, you know perception of local government overreaching by some people. You're, you're causing, you're actually helping our real estate market because people are going to leave those areas and move here where it's more affordable, where you don't have state income tax, and where you know the the people that want to go out and and you know go to a restaurant or go to a store still can uh, you know have that. So again. Not not preaching the right or wrong or that. I'm not I'm not a I'm not a medical person, but but I'm just say, stating the feedback we get from customers is that over and over again we're hearing from people that they're moving from these areas because of those because of those reasons they don't want to deal with that anymore, and and you know so so if if you hear real estate in New York or real estate in California is struggling, that doesn't mean it's going to cause a problem here. In fact, like I said, the opposite, it's probably going to help fuel our market, especially as more and more employers have sent people home to work and not seen a huge fall off and said, you know what? You can live anywhere as long as you keep doing your job. Right. Yeah. And it goes back to what we talked about in the first segment about that we have land here and we can still grow. And one of the, you know, in the top 10, I think you said number eight, number you know, eight in the, the nation of, of new home sales. So we have the the new home sales growth to meet that demand that's going to be there at an affordable level. So it's the, you know, we have the demand and we're starting to be able to even have the supply to be able to fill it. We wish we had more supply because um, we could do even more, but uh, you know, it is yeah. there and we do have it. Well, that, that's where I talk to, to home sellers. If you're a home seller out there, man, I, I can't, I'm sure if you talk to other real estate agents, they'll tell you the same thing. We need inventory. We need more homes to sell. We have uh, more than we, more than we can keep up with because home buyer demand is so strong. I mean, multiple homes last week, and, I, and I'm not just talking like hundred thousand dollar houses. I'm talking luxury homes, multiple homes last week that we had bidding wars on and a week before. And, and some of them went, uh, you know, as high as, as seven, 8% above asking price. A seller has never been better leveraged and positioned th than they are right now because you have low interest rates, more demand, 
strong local economy, more people moving here from other parts of the country. It's called it's caused a convergence, and and with such low inventory, uh, your home is 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 going to have much less competition than it would have had a year or two ago. So if you have equity, uh, you know certainly take it. And, and I think that um, there's also some concerns from people that um, and and again. I try to stay out of, of commenting a lot on politics, um, you know, uh, only as it relates to real estate. It's so polarizing right now, um, you know. But but I will say that there there are likely tax changes coming um, in a, in a Biden administration. If all that works out, he ends up being, um, you know, the, the certified and and all that. If if there is a Biden president presidency, there's likely going to be some tax changes at some point. Um, certainly depends on what happens in the House and Senate. But if you think it may head that way, um, you know, th- there's a provision right now that allows you to write off or not, not pay taxes and write off the gain on the sale of a primary residence up to 250 for a single person, up to 500 for a married couple. That has been on chopping block numerous times in the past and it has survived. However, there's a lot of belief that that could go away. So if you're a home seller with equity and you wait, you could end up paying a large tax bill that you wouldn't have to pay if you sold right now. And and that's where, you know, sometimes I feel like people, they gamble a little too much and then they could get stuck with that. They could say, oh, well, I think it's going to go up another five to 10% this year. So they decide not to sell and wait another year to let to, to get more value, and then the you know the the tax cut you know or not the tax cut the tax changes show up and they lost more money by having to pay that. So if you're a owner occupant home seller, you have equity and you're concerned you know about a change in administration uh, and what it could mean to taxes. You shouldn't wait because waiting is going to put you up, you know, is going to is going to cause risk for you. So, you know, we have clients. It's funny, you know, clients that listen to the show may be listening right now that every two years, like clockwork, every two years they sell their house Mm -hmm. and they take their gain every two years, like two, two and a half years. You know, a lot of them are, you know, without kids now. So they they go and they they move somewhere else in Tampa Bay. They go, they move somewhere else in Florida. And it's a really smart financial strategy for people um, and, that may go away. So again, uh, if, you're, if you're thinking that that could happen, the, the change in administration or the change in policies, the change in tax code, all those types of things are, are on the table and, and you're rolling dice by waiting and yeah, your value may go up, but if it goes up, it, it better go up a lot. If that tax cut comes, because but when I say tax cut, I mean the cut to the, you know, being able to profit from the homestead without right. paying taxes. So if that goes away, then, then you lost the year or two that you thought you were gaining by waiting and letting prices go up. So something certainly to consider. And, and um, so again, you're listening to Duncan do a real estate show here on 970 WFLA news, Andrew Duncan with Mike Corrigan. When we aren't on air, make sure to check out uh, all of our socials, check us out at the Duncan If you're thinking about selling a home, buying a home, um, we'd love the opportunity uh, to help you all of our socials. We are at the Duncan duo and um, you know, Mike, the, b- before we, we got a couple minutes here before we run to break on our last segment. What are what are your thoughts? Um, you know, and and cover this really quickly for me. Um, what has changed with people that look to buy when COVID was happening? There was a lot of challenges and obstacles, employment verification, extra hoops to jump through because of lockdowns, all this kind of stuff. There were people that we heard from that said, "Oh man, this is kind of a pain. I'm going to bounce and I'll buy later." Right. Most of that underwriting and those hassles are gone. Yeah, they are gone, and and they're you know 
or the ones that are there, everybody understands when they're not changing. One of the the challenges in the beginning back in, you know, in the spring and into the summer is that it was changing constantly. Um, and it was almost like it felt like almost every week we were getting new guidance on what we had to do. So it was frustrating for some people because we would say, OK, here's what we need from you. And then, you know, if a process takes, you know, 25, 30 days, sometimes we we're having to go back two and three times and saying, no, you know, now we just need this or we, we need that. It was changing. And so now it's been been put into play um, and everything is kind of evened out. We're not on as long of verification of employments going back and, and, and there's that's loosened up on how we do that as far as time near closing and everything else as people are starting to go back to work. The employment you know, situation is starting to get better. And certainly in some areas, it's still a challenge for, for a lot of industries and, and we feel for those people. But yeah, it has become it's it's a lot smoother. Um, and frankly, there was a huge I mean, the amount of loans that were done in our country um, where this was a record breaking year. There's yeah, no, no doubt question. about it because so many people could, you know, could benefit from refinancing. Um, and I talked to a lady this week that she said it, she waited 90 days to hear back on her application from her local bank. And I said, that's, I mean, it's just, that's crazy. It's, it's crazy, I, yeah, you know, but crazy. they wanted to go to the bank. And, and so I hear stories like that all the time. Um, is going there, but we should start to see as, as, you know, companies have been able to ramp up their employees to handle the the uh, the volume that is coming and get things going in. It's a much smoother process. We're still closing loans in 30 days. I mean, we're taking applications today that are still closing for the end of the year. Um, we're running out of time on that, but it, it, yeah. it's still happening. Um, and and we'll we'll do everything we can to jam all those in and get them in so they can get their homestead exemption. But yeah, it's it, it's a lot easier because the certainty is there again, and it it was uncertain in the spring and in the summer. Yeah, no question about it. I think seasonally, we've talked about this a few times, but I'll, I'll just touch on this real quick for our break. If you're thinking about buying or selling and waiting uh, because of the, the holidays, it's a mistake. It's going to cost yes. you more money. There's plenty of homes going on the market. Buyer demand's an all-time high for home sellers. You may have to deal with an inconvenience here and there of maybe getting the house photoed without your Christmas tree, taking up half the living room. But, but nonetheless... Uh, an incredible time to buy because we get population growth this time of year. People move down here. Um, and, and we just, you know, if you're, if you're trained to think like a northerner, because that's where you're from, you, you have to let go of that because the Florida real estate market doesn't ebb and flow with the winter and the seasons like it does up north. So our real estate market continues. In fact, December this year will probably be our second best month of the year. So, um, you know, I think that, uh, that, that, that trend, uh, stays true just about every year. So we're we'll back wrapping up the show with our last segment after a quick break here on the Duncan Duo Show. We're back here on the Duncan Duo Show. Andrew Duncan joined by Mike Corrigan with Cross Country Mortgage. And you've watched HGTV. You've watched Bravo. You've seen all the shows. You've seen them that make fixing up a home look so glamorous. Um, and just like most things that we see on TV, what happens in real life isn't always the case. And, and I can't tell you how many horror stories I have seen from people buying a fixer-upper that were not prepared to do the work, to do the work right, to properly permit the work, and, and suffered major financial loss by buying a home that they shouldn't have. And, and so if, you're, if, if you watch the TV shows and it looks really cool, let me tell you that when someone's jackhammering on your kitchen at 9 o'clock on Friday night or when your toilet doesn't work or when um, it's time for you to do the tile in the kitchen and you kind of just want to sit there and watch the game, you know, when you decide to renovate a home that you live in, you're basically giving yourself a second job that never stops. 
Okay. And, and one thing I've learned about remodeling contractors, especially in the current environment that we're in, the builders are also busy that they're hiring and paying premiums for wages. Finding a building contractor that will do a good, timely job on a renovation is like a unicorn. They, they don't exist. Uh, the, you know, they just, they take longer than they predict. They take longer than they quote. Um, permits take longer than ever. So, uh, you know, buying a home that you remodel, um, it, it has a lot of complications. It has financial challenges. And I think what a lot of people locally buy to remodel are the older bungalows and right. they go into the process and they don't really, they don't really run the numbers out to understand that you're going to pay two, three, sometimes four X in insurance because it's a hundred year old bungalow. So, you know, not only are you thinking that you're going to make money by having equity, but if you're paying that extra insurance a year, you're wiping out the equity you think you're gaining. And guess what? You got a second job, which is plumbing your toilet and fixing your house, doing all this stuff in the house and tearing it all up. You have no quality of life. I've gone through renovations. I've had customers do them. Now, don't get me wrong. If you're buying a home and you don't live in it and you're buying it and flipping it, that's a different conversation. I'm talking about renovating the home that you live in. I want to be devil's advocate for you to tell you that the sunshine and rainbows that you see <laughs> on reality TV right. is not how it happens. You know, when they show these shows, they don't show all the background stuff. They don't show all the obstacles. They don't show all the bad stuff that goes on during a home renovation. And they certainly don't show husband and wife on Thursday night arguing with each other because stuff isn't done like it should have been done. So again, I, I, if, if you if you're thinking about renovating your house and going through some sort of massive renovation, my strong recommendation to you for quality of life: sell your house, buy another. Simple, uh, simple, clean. You, you don't realize how much energy you put into the the renovation when you live in a house, especially if you're talking about doing the work yourself. And if you're not doing the work yourself, then your privacy is being constantly invaded. Yes, you know, I, so <laughs> we can I can't say enough. Yeah, we could probably do a month's worth of shows of all the horror stories that I feel like every time I talk to somebody that's going through any sort of uh, large size remodel or, or job, it's just there. there's always just a horror story. I have some of my own that goes into it. And I just tell people a general rule of thumb, everything's going to take twice as long and twice as much as you think. Um, yep. If you're going no with that attitude, it's uh, it's good. And, and not only that, but but really do run the math. If you're buying a yeah. home that needs renovated because you think you're getting a good deal, factor in higher insurance, factor in the time that you're going to spend on fixing the house and what you could have done with that time, the time, the fun you could have had, the time you could have spent with your family instead of, you know, laying wood floors all weekend. And, you know, it's funny. You always see like on social media, you see like the Instagram posts of the couples, you know, and they, yeah. they, they're, they're like, they're tired. They're, they're, they're all dirty and sweaty and they show the floor. They say it was totally worth it. And you know, they spent three days yelling at each other. Yeah. You know, they did like they spent three days yelling at each other. And now they're showing off on Instagram that everything looks like sunshine and rainbows because they don't show the other stuff that's social media though it doesn't it doesn't show the the ugly stuff the grimy stuff it's only showing sunshine and rainbows but i can tell you from someone who has gone through multiple renovations i won't ever do it again um you know i, I remember having a one bedroom addition onto a house that took over a year you could have built three homes you know in that time frame so so i, I just i can't say enough if you're thinking about renovating really really look into um, the possibility of selling that home and buying another one that fits your standards uh, because there's so many horror stories. I mean, contractors not showing up on time, contractors going out of business, people getting built, bad work being done, permit not being filed, 
Um, I mean, it, it, you could go on and on with the list of things. And if somebody like me, who's, you know, sold thousands of homes, is known, you know, for the real estate market in Tampa Bay, if I have problems with it, man, I promise you, you will too. Because, you know, you would expect that because I have a lot of opportunity for a contractor, I would, you know, that stuff wouldn't happen to me. But no, man, it happens to everybody. It doesn't matter who it is. It's going to happen. If you're thinking about renovating a home that you live in, think twice, do some research. So again, you've been listening to the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show here on 970. We appreciate you. Um, you know, we hope you're having a great holiday season. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving and hope you have an awesome rest of your weekend. So thanks for tuning in Tampa Bay and have a great rest of your Sunday.